I'm Brooke. And I'm Jamie. And this is the Truth Fairies Podcast. The truth hurts. So we will be giving our unbiased and unqualified opinions on real life situations. So So let's get started. Hi. Hi. Welcome to Truth Fairies. I'm Brooke. I'm Jamie. And we are a podcast. And we're (laughs) ready to talk to you today about our truth. We suck at starting, but once we get going, you'll like it. You're going to love us. Stay tuned. (laughs) Stay tuned past all this. Okay, sorry, I'm still adjusting my mic. You're good. In my real life, I don't whistle when I talk. You don't whistle when you talk here either. I, I can hear the whistling. In, did you hear it? No. Okay. Maybe I'm, just, I, maybe I'm just self-conscious. All I hear is whistling. I don't. No, you're good. Okay, I apologize. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I haven't seen you much this week. Um, I haven't seen you either. I mean, obviously, <laughs> that'd be weird if you saw me and I didn't see you, stalker. I see you. But um, I do, this has absolutely nothing to do with anything, but I, this is going to be Jamie's bitching corner. (laughs) Yes. Okay, here it is. My favorite corner. So on Wednesday, see I'm whistling. You can hear it. No, I don't. Oh my gosh. Okay. On Wednesday, the girls had gymnastics. So Lainey went over to your house after school and I'm assuming you fed her dinner. Yeah. And um, I was being a bad mom to Lincoln. Didn't cook dinner. Didn't really care didn't I just was doing other things yeah so right in the evening it's like 7 30 and Lincoln's like oh I'm hungry and I just said all right you know what let's just go get you something to eat because I was not about you know parenting and so (laughs) we get in the car and I'm like all right where do you want to go and he's like well I don't you know I don't want you to have to go very far we can just go like to Carl's Jr. because it's close yeah so we go to Carl's Jr. and Lincoln I mean the kid has an appetite. He's a teenage boy. Right? He is like, it's like he's always starving. Anyway, so we go through the line and they have um, this monster Angus burger. All right, fine. He wants a monster Angus burger meal and a shake. And then, of course, because I'm me, I yeah. order a order of French fries for myself. Yeah. I get to the window and I want you to guess how much it was. <sighs> Thirteen dollars? Twenty-two. What? Twenty-two dollars, <laughs> Brooke. Our food has gotten so expensive. Hey, you know what? That is, that's bullshit is what that is. <laughs> For a burger? A, one value meal. Clearly and then, not a value meal. Not a value an meal. value meal. A ridiculous meal. And then a small, like a medium shake. Yeah. The, medi- the shake was not very much, whatever. So we get to the window, and there's this darling kid working there, and I'm like, is that right? And he looks at me, and he's like, I'm sorry. Yeah, it is. It is. And I'm like, okay, cool. Okay. Like, I wasn't going to, you know, go crazy on him. Yeah. And I'm like, that's fine. I give my card, and I'm like, can you just give me the receipt? I just, because I I was curious, you know, and it was really nice because he was cute and whatever. It's not his fault. (laughs) he was cute. I mean, he was just a little kid, you know. Yeah. You don't take it out on the. I'm not going to, like, rip this kid up because Carl's Jr. is overpriced. So I go, I get the thing. I look at the receipt. The value meal itself was $15. What has happened? $15. It's because they have to pay the 15-year-olds working there $15 an hour. Then I should have taken it out on him. (laughs) Well, it's not his fault, though. It's because of him working there. But can you, Uh, is is that criminal? This is the new norm, I bet. But I am like, I know Carl's Jr. is a little on the, high price but I couldn't eat I couldn't go to dinner no 
And I mean, I you would pay less if yeah. I went to Red Robin and had endless fries. You're exactly right. Wow. So $22. Jeez. Is that why you came to my house all incest about my Halloween decorations? Well, still well, you know, okay. For the she people food, listening. Then she came to my house. I put up my Christmas tree the other day. I don't want to hear it. That's fine. Okay. I'm driving to Brooke's house after I spend half of my salary on this stupid burger. And I see her Christmas lights up on the on her house. And I'm like, you know what? Thank you. Holly I appreciate jolly. that. And then I get in her driveway and it's that damn blown up baby, that scary zombie Halloween baby. She comes to my house. She's so mad about no, it. No, no. I'm I like, s- it is Wednesday and Halloween was Sunday. Give me a week. No, but but so there's Christmas lights up, red and green lights, skeletons hanging from the garage door and a zombie baby in I your know. driveway. And I walk in and sit down and say, Brooke, we have to talk. And she says, is it about the baby? <laughs> so you knew. I know. You knew. At least there's no cornucopia, like in middle... Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And I'm afraid of cornucopias. Oh, it's like Hunger Games. Yeah, they creep me out. You could have put the baby in the cornucopia. We're scared of the cornucopia. Yeah. And you should be. Ew. They're gross and weird. Speaking of things we're scared of, um, well, I had a random memory and I need you to fill in the blanks. Okay. So I was, I'm scared of slime. That's not. Ugh, anyway, just... I'm peeling slime off the floor that had hardened. And this memory comes back to me of me and you sitting somewhere, putting something on our bodies that didn't belong there just so we could harden and peel it off. Yeah. Do you ever, what, what was it that? It was the wax beads. No, 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 no. This was something that was not meant to be on our bodies, but somehow we started like putting it on our arms. We're like at the pool or something. <gasps> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember oh, this? Oh, yes. I, it was Piper's squishy ball and it popped <laughs> and we squeezed yeah. out all the insides and lathered it up and down both of our arms and peeled them off. Yeah. That's what it was. One of our more adult <laughs> moments. I just had this flashback and I'm like, what was that? And why? Yeah, it was I... like putting glue on your hand in elementary school uh-huh. and peeling it off. Oh, that's the best. Yep. That, that was it. it. Okay. That was anyway, it. that's not what okay. I was going to say. I was going to say things we're scared of, which is humankind. We are scared of hum- humankind. People are scary. People are psycho. And we're here to talk to you today about how to stay safe. It's a safety podcast. It's <laughs> Minus most of the safety tips. Right. More like us complaining about it, talking yeah, about it. It's just like we just were talking the other day about how as women, we have to think about so many things and just see the world through like a different lens than a man. And we just thought it was just kind of an interesting conversation. Yeah. And also, I think I think for me, and I don't remember if this is what brought it up, like us talking about doing the podcast but I remember when I had to go get my driver's license renewed. No. Do you remember this story? I So I went and got my driver's license renewed, and I went, I got the star card, um, you know, just so I can fly and whatever. And, yes, I gave in to the big government, whatever. But <laughs> They can track you now, Jamie. They And I got Watch microchipped, out. so no, not really. <laughs> but anyway, so I go to get this star card. And I, mind you, for those who don't know, I have been, I have had a driver's license for 30 years. Oh my gosh, that's weird. Okay, 30 years in March is the the anniversary of my driver's license. Wow. Okay, so um, it's not like I was going in for my first time. Right. Okay, And, and I've had a driver's license in multiple states 
And I have had one in Idaho before I went to get my star card. So like these people probably have some information on me. You're in the system. I am in the system. So I go in there to get my star card. I bring my driver's li- my old driver's license. I bring my um, what it, my birth certificate. I bring a bill. I bring everything that one should need. Sure. Okay. And guess why they would not renew my card? <sighs> Same reason as me. Well, yours was di- so I didn't have my marriage certificate. Right. And I did. I did. I had my marriage certificate. Oh, do you remember your divorce? They made me bring a marriage certificate and a divorce decree. Oh my gosh. Hey, I have been divorced for 18 years. That's so weird. So married, married for six years, divorced for 18. Yeah. Remarried for 15. Yeah. Okay. You with somewhere in the system and, and, and let's talk about how it is, it is a court proceeding to have a divorce, right? So somewhere in the same system that the driver's licenses are in, can't they look that up? Yeah. Can't you sync this? And the lady looks at me and she's like, well, I need a copy of your divorce decree. Oh, oh, my divorce decree from 2004? You, let, here. Because the fact that I'm remarried doesn't prove that I was once divorced. Right. That was what bothered me. I'm yeah. like, can't they just assume that if, this, if somewhere in the U.S. has reinstituted <laughs> a new marriage certificate, that there's probably been a divorce in there yeah. somewhere? But no, it was like, screw you, you have to go and track, I had to go and track it down in the county court in Utah. Oh my gosh, I still haven't been back to get mine because I showed up, didn't have the right certificate, was like, well, yeah, I'm going to go home and do it in two years, like, apparently. Right, so I get back in the car, oh no, I got home and I just lost my mind on my husband. I'm like, <laughs> you have no idea what it's like to be a woman. Have you ever had to get a divorce decree or a marriage certificate to get your driver's license? Like, to prove I that you feel are. like that was a pointed attack at me <laughs> for being a woman. I mean, and probably not. I don't know. I was just irritated. Yeah. But that is what kind of started me thinking about just how how different yeah. the world is for women and how much we, we're just used to it and we don't really pay attention yeah. to it or like or and the same with guys like how used to living as men mm-hmm. as they should be mm-hmm. but that they don't recognize really how different it is yeah the things that they have us. to pay attention to in the world are so different from and even just being like in business being yeah. in meetings the way that women are treated versus men mm-hmm. is very different and the re- the way i notice is if a man is actually listening to me in a professional setting it strikes me mm-hmm. where it's like, like oh, oh. Like he was actually making eye contact and taking notes and acting like I have ideas. He took me seriously. Yeah. Weird. Where a man, it would be the opposite. Mm-hmm. If he didn't get taken seriously, he'd yeah. be like, well, this was a weird day. And for me, I'm like, that man actually saw mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. And if you look statistically, like they say, the percentage of of women in high positions like um, like business in the business world is very small. Yeah. And, and I mean, so part of it is just because that's the way it's been and that's what they're used to. But you think like, at, at, you know, in 2021, Wait, that, yeah. is it 2021? It is. Okay. It is. Wow. I know. <laughs> no wonder I shouldn't be in a position of authority. <laughs> I don't even know what year it is. Am I on my period? <laughs> Wait, what? It's not the problem. <laughs> Am I moody? <laughs> my blood is just deciphering my moods. Yeah, well, it? anyway, I, so it's just interesting. And I yeah. think... I don't know. I don't know. It's just an interesting. You'd think that at that that we should have come far enough 
by now that right. it wouldn't be such well, I'm an like offset. traveling. Like my husband went and backpacked through Europe for like three months. And I don't think he ever really once had to think about where I'm staying. And st- I mean, there mm-hmm. is an element of safety. Right. For sure. But it's a, you might get mugged or you might, but you can protect yourself so much better if you're a man. Right. Where it's like, we have to really watch out. Like you don't look at another man and think, wow, he looks very vulnerable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It's like, right. I don't know, just, just different. I know. Um, when I lived, so I went to school, I went to college for a semester in Hawaii, and you hitchhike a lot there. Like the hitchhiking is legal, and we kind of did it a lot because we didn't have a way to get to where we wanted to go. So, well, there was a bus. So one time my roommate and I were on a bus going up to, up the North Shore a little bit, and all of a sudden she's like, we got to get off this bus. I'm like, what is, why, what's going on? And apparently there was a man kind of next was watching us who apparently was turned on by us Uh and was pleasuring himself while watching us. And That's when you pull the cord on the bus. (laughs) (laughs) Stop, please. Immediately. Yikes. Yeah. And I never, like I was very, she was from like Virginia and kind of more of a city girl. And I had just come from spending a summer playing a polygamist wife in summer theater in Island Park. Wow. So... (laughs) Slightly so, different. Yeah. I'd been living in the woods basically for three <laughs> Under months. a rock. <laughs> basically. And so we get off the bus and we're like, well, now what? Like, now we're just in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So we end up hitchhiking to Sunset Beach. And then I think when we were coming back, maybe the buses were closed or we were creeped out. So we start walking back. And as we're walking, there are these cornfields. Like, Hawaii actually has a lot of cornfields. And we're walking, and all of a sudden, we hear barking, like a dog barking. And then all of a sudden, it's like another dog and three dogs. And it was like I could just sense. You could see the children of the corn running through the fields (laughs) after you. Yes. And it was like they were, like, alerting. I don't know if they were, like, dog protectors. I Mm -hmm. mean, like, corn dogs. I don't know. (laughs) They were the, the dogs, the they corn, were dog. corn dogs. They were corn dogs. Wow. So we're like, we we're literally, and I'm scared of dogs. You know that. Like I'm just not comfortable with dogs right. anyway. So all of a sudden, we just start running down the highway with our thumbs out, and it was like out of a movie. A car pulls up. We don't even look to see who's in the car. Jump in the car, and like the second we shut the doors, these corn dogs were like attacking the car. I swear, oh we gosh. almost died by dog. Wow. But it was like, okay, stranger, strange man. Stranger, danger, or corn dogs. Or corn dogs. And we chose, anyway, ended up, we didn't die by either. Luckily. <laughs> but it was scary. It was so scary. That was one of, that was one of my many, like, probably shouldn't have gotten in that car, but did. But scenarios. the trade-off might have, yeah. I yeah. mean, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, do you want to read a story? Yeah. Do you want me to? Sure. Okay. Um... Okay, I'm not going to give you any information on this because I don't know what it is. Okay, <laughs> since I am just now seeing it for the first time. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> this morning I just got out of class and was headed home. Wow, I cannot see. Um, I then saw a crippled old lady begging for help and telling me that she needed to get into her apartment. I helped her, took an elevator, and took her to her door. To my surprise, the door was wide open. When I went inside, she told me, is this real? Yes. Okay. 
She told me if I could go to a nearby shop to buy her wine and some cigarettes. She then proceeded to give me her credit card and keys and insist on the fact that I should leave my bag in her house. I said, no, thank you. Even though the situation was weird, it wasn't that 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 scared me the most. It was the inside of the apartment. There was no decorations, pictures, or anything. It was disgusting. There was some kind of chair with excrements on it. Ew. And the walls were filled with cracks. I got scared, took the card and the keys, tried to act normal, and then I wanted to test if it was a real card. I went to the store, and the woman said that the card wasn't a real one. This is weird. I know. Okay. It was at this moment that I decided not to go to her house and gave the keys and the cards to the police. A friend of mine told me that she saw the exact same old lady saying the exact same things she told me. And the scariest thing is that she saw a man bring her outside and immediately go inside the apartment. I think I just nearly died or something. What do you think? I know. So she was luring. Yeah. She was. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Like, like an old lady luring. Well, you hear about that. Like. Like people who, husbands and wives or men and women that team up to like kidnap or attack or whatever. Right, because we are so conditioned. To trust a woman. To trust a woman. Right. That's terrible. Especially an old crippled woman. If if I saw an old crippled woman needing help, sure, I'm going to help you into your apartment. It's like Ted Bundy. Yes. Right? On his crutches. Yes. Don't do it. Exactly. Do not do it. It sounds like maybe a sex trafficking ring or something. That is really bizarre. Isn't it? And because it's interesting. I mean, and we even conditioned kids. Like, like I remember as a kid being taught, if you ever, if you ever in a situation that you are, you lose like your parent or you're, you need help, you go to a woman. Yeah. Find a mom or a grandma. Yeah. And now, I mean, I guess it's, it's morphed a little bit into like find somebody like a woman with a child. Yeah. But still that like we condition, we're conditioned to think that women are safe. Yeah. And, and the, oh, that is creepy. I know. Isn't that creepy? Yeah, I don't like that at all. I know. Ooh. Um, okay. Should I, I think I'll read you a similar one. Kind of. It's like kind of a, just a trust your gut one. Okay. And then we can talk about your gut, not okay. your gut health. Not my gut health. That's a different you podcast. Not know. <laughs> okay. So this, a teenage girl wrote this. She was walking home from a bus stop late at night. And she says, as I turned down a long residential street that leads toward my house, I noticed a guy walking farther down the street. This put me a little on edge, but I was reassured by the fact that he had his back to me and was walking away from me down the street. As I kept walking down the street, I noticed the guy turn around and clock me. I think that means like checker. Mm -hmm. That's fine. I thought I always turn around when I hear someone walking behind me. So she starts to get nervous. Then she says, as I'm weighing what I should do, He turned down the path of one of the houses to our right, and I breathed a sigh of relief. He's going to his house. I was just being paranoid the whole time. The houses in my area are terraced with front doors being kind of embedded into an enclave at the front of the house. So what this means is from where I was standing about 50 feet away, I couldn't actually see the front door of the house as it was obscured by the wall. However, I saw him walk down the path and disappear into the front door enclave, so my logical conclusion was that he was letting himself into his house. I can't describe exactly what made me feel like this, but after that initial feeling of relief wore off, I suddenly got this really bad feeling, so I stopped walking and just stood there. There was this tiny voice in my head that said, what if he is just faking you out? The feeling became so strong that I stepped off the pavement and ducked down behind a parked car and just waited. After a couple of minutes of crouching behind the car, starting staring at the house, I saw movement and my heart stopped. 
The man came back down the path, out into the street, and was looking around, looking for me. He must have been waiting for me in the doorway, knowing that if I kept walking, I wouldn't see him until it was too late. Unfortunately for him, his hiding place also meant he couldn't see me, so when I didn't walk past as he anticipated, he had to come back out into the street to try to work out where I was. Oh my gosh, that is so scary. Isn't that so scary? So she was basically like, if I hadn't listen to my gut or you know done that what would have happened done that thing of i'm just being paranoid or Mm -hmm. whatever it's like yeah he wasn't going home so yeah i don't know and don't you think i mean just hearing her like if you were walking down a street by yourself after dark which probably you wouldn't do right i mean women we typically wouldn't just do that but if you saw some guy Walking, like I would be high alert. Yeah. I would be super high alert. Yeah, you are, you're immediately high alert. Mm-hmm. So, but then she kind of, she said that she wonders if like part of her self subconscious didn't hear the door. She's like, I wasn't listening for a door, but she's like, I feel like our bodies and our minds are conditioned to keep us alive. And we're always mm-hmm. kind of looking for those little. Like t- subconsciously. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, you don't notice, but something in her said, wait, something's not right. So either she didn't hear the door and her subconscious knew she should, or it's just, we just know those things. I don't know. I don't know know what I mean. I would like to think that we have um, like a gut instinct. Absolutely, we do. Please. I mean. But I wonder how often men feel that way. Travis? (laughs) Yeah. How often, like if you're walking down the street or you're somewhere out late at night by yourself in the dark. Is that something that you would be concerned about? Are you on about? alert? Yeah, I'm on alert. I'm kind of a scaredy cat, though. <laughs> I mean, like, if I look down, like, a dark alley or something, or if I see people, like, I don't know, just being weird, like, it always kind of creeps me out, so I always walk a little quick and, like, try to stay in well-lit areas and stuff, but definitely not, like, girls I know and stuff like that. I don't know. It's kind of a different fear. I always know that I could, like, probably run fast enough. I'm always looking for exits and stuff like that. True. So you're just cautious but not... Like cautious. It, I'm not paranoid that I'm going to like walking somewhere at night. I'm going to get abducted, especially not in like Boise. Like maybe like downtown Spokane, I'd be a little bit more creeped out. But like Boise, I feel pretty safe most of the time. But you're walking somewhere at night. You're here, right? You're walking down in your neighborhood, not your neighborhood because you probably know your neighbors, but you're like not any crazy place. Just walking and you see a random person standing underneath the streetlight. Do you walk by or do you go the other way? Uh, I probably go to the other side of the street but and you walk still by. Go by him. Okay. I still go by him, but I probably go to the other side of the street and keep on keep on walking. See, we but don't. what do you do? We don't. What do you do? You're, Turn around? Yep, absolutely. Mm. I mean, depending, I, I know that's like depending on where you're at, but yeah. but if you're not in an area where you're familiar with your surroundings, yeah. right? Yeah. Do you walk past just some random dude standing against? No. Like, no. no, no, you don't. Well, I remember, like, growing up, like, if there was a... Because I knew, like, everyone in my neighborhood, and you knew all the cars and stuff. So, like, if I saw a car that I didn't recognize at all, like, in front of my house, and I was going home, like, even if the car was maybe just parked there going somewhere else, I would always, like, hesitate or, like, walk by it, pretend I'm not going home, and then, like, come back and kind of check it out as I'm walking by, like, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. I would say, like, I'm pretty good about, like, remembering what cars are on what street and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, if, like, there's a car that's, like, out of place, that will kind of creep me out, especially if the windows are tinted and you can't see inside of it. Well, okay, the other thing that's interesting to think about is from the guy's perspective. So it's like we're conditioned to be on alert, but I feel like men also have to kind of think about how not to be creepy. Right. Do like, you think about how not to be creepy, <laughs> Travis? 
Like, are you he, like, he's like, okay. no, I'm how to not be creepy. Yeah. Well, do you think about like, do you worry about being perceived as a creep? <laughs> yeah. I like to like have my hood up a lot. I don't know why, but like sometimes I feel like that might come across a little wrong, like walking around at night. But yeah, I try not to be creepy, I guess. I try to like, I don't know, like maybe make noise or like, I don't right. know, don't be like quiet and like kind of walk through the lights, I guess. Don't try to like hide at all. So you don't like dress all in black and... <laughs> no. <laughs> and hide I wouldn't say like I changed my outfits or anything based off of like, oh, I'm going to be by myself. Am I, I don't want to look creepy. creepy in this well, outfit? Yeah. I'm more scared general. of creepos looking like attacking me than I am about people thinking I'm a creepo. Okay. But because okay. I just know I'm not, I guess. So. <laughs> What about this? What about with the ladies? Do you worry that women are going to perceive you as a pervert? <laughs> In what situation? <laughs> Any situation. <laughs> like, okay, like, because women, because we're hypersensitive to things, like, we have our creeper radar out, right? Yeah. I mean, we're always looking for just, like, I think we hyper-critique men. Yeah. Like, oh, that's a creepy, like, if a guy... I don't know, just the way guys look at women or the or things that they'll say or their body language. Like, we are on high alert for you being a creeper. So are you ever thinking, <laughs> I mean, not you personally. <laughs> like, who is that creep over there running the equipment? But do you, like, if you're out at a bar, you're out at a club, or you're out where you're with women, do you think about or do you worry about them thinking that you're just a creepy guy? Uh <laughs> Not even creepy, but yeah, like, not yeah. really. But you have um, to be really careful these days. Like, yeah, you do have to be very careful, and you do have to like think about yeah, and that. you have to like think about things like if you meet a group of girls and you're with like a couple of your buddies, like oh, like do we want them to invite them back to our house after? Like you have to be a little cautious on like how you come across that, I guess. And yeah. like if you do invite like a group of girls back to your house, make sure your house like doesn't look like a pigsty and creepy and stuff. Like, I don't know, just being like well presented overall, I guess. You're going to put away um, the whips and chains. Yeah. <laughs> and just try to be like very like transparent. Like, Oh, here's like my Instagram. Here's my, like, here's all my information. Like I obviously like not hiding my identity at all or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but I think, I mean, I think that's a good point. Like when, especially women who are dating, like online dating, which is not, I have never done that. So I don't know, but not I, for I'm going to assume not for myself, just for my <laughs> sister. But, um, uh, like that would be a huge red flag to a woman if a guy's all of his profiles were shut down. Yeah. Oh, very yeah. Private. Although we keep ours. Oh, mine are locked down. Right? down. Yeah. So it's just interesting that I mean, I like have a you couple would, stories. That I've one that relates to that. Okay. That you would feel like you have to be really transparent to make a girl yeah. feel comfortable, but then on the flip side, we're very guarded because yeah, there's a lot of creepers. I'm training. Like I was talking to a friend about. So what kind of like talks did you have with your daughter before you sent her off to college? And, you know, she had to have the big consent talk and, you know, sexual health talk. And then the talks about if you're at a party or a club, don't leave. You can't leave your drink unattended. Like maybe right. even bring your own cup or your own drink. Like you don't turn away from your cup. But then it's like I would have a totally different conversation with my son about making sure if he's in a situation with a girl that he is getting consent for every single right. step. And I think that is, like you said, that's equally as scary because, I, I mean, you worry so much we actually had this conversation at school the other day because oh, we were yeah? talking anyway, long story I won't go into, but we were talking about how times have changed in term of in terms of what we view as crimes against women. Yeah. And like, you know, back in our generation, like sexual assault was always an aggressive, like a stranger raping you, right? Yeah. And now it's like 
now we've broadened that definition of what sexual assault is. And you can, you know, you can be sexually assaulted by your partner or by oh. people, you know what I mean? And it's not always this like stranger with a hooded mask on, you know what I mean? Right. It's usually and, not. Right. And because of that, I think there's, you have to be so vocal about what that means like to with your sons, yeah. right? Like you got to be like, it's not enough for you to go out and have a few drinks with somebody. And then like, you have to make sure that you're both in your right mind and that yes. you're both in a position where you can equally consent. And like, there's so many things that you have to be careful of because it's, yeah. we've broadened. It's scary what, for them too. Right, right. Thinking that they're on one page and the girl ends up the next day, not on the same page. And mm-hmm. yeah. So this guy, this was a Reddit thing. He basically was kind of saying the same thing where he's like, I got off the bus the other day and it was dark. So kind of same thing, but now he's the guy in it. And a girl got off before him. So, you know, she kept checking over her shoulder. He's like, you know, fair enough. I do the same thing. So he said he fell back and gave a bit of space. She still checked a few times. So I decided to get the torch out on my phone to light up the area between us. I think torch means flashlight. In, a torch. In, is he British? Yes. I made that up. I don't know if that is no, a British true. word. Okay. It is. Okay. Yep. I figured it would make it more comfortable for her seeing exactly where I was. Oh, wait. Like you're, you're trying to blind her with your flashlight <laughs> so you can attack her? You're right. Good call. <laughs> just, Good call, just Brit. shine that right in her face. <laughs> a couple minutes later, after, she got her keys out and put them between her knuckles. Yep. We all know that yep. trick. Yeah. I was a little surprised, but still understanding. I spoke up. <laughs> And said, don't worry about it. I can tell you're on edge. I'll wait here for a minute if it makes you feel better. She said nothing, didn't even turn, and sped off at what was almost a run. Like, what else can I do? I hate that it's None of that. (laughs) Do none of that. (laughs) Just calling attention to yourself at all was probably... Yeah. Okay, but I have a... Well, so in that situation, if you're a guy, guys out there... We appreciate you giving us a little space. Give us space. That's all we ask. Yeah. Or, well, I was going to say, or you could even walk ahead and get, but then I think then that's even scarier. No, so if, just yeah, he, hang back, give her some space. Or cross the street. Yeah. And let her know that you're giving her some distance. Yeah. And that would make us more for you. Do they say you should talk on the phone or you shouldn't? Don't. Okay. No, women, women. Well, you're not supposed to look at your phone. But Well, you could talk. Yeah, but you have to be, like they say, you should be scanning around yes. and looking because- Always you, looking. Your pred- predator, the predator. Is that the word? Yeah. I feel like we're animals. <laughs> we are, are going to be looking to see, they want to, they are going to look for somebody that's distracted. Which is everybody now. Yeah. Everybody. So, and I've said that to my daughters before. Yeah. Like, don't be on your phone when you're walking mm-hmm. to, you know- you have to be, you have to be aware. Yeah. You have to, and, and I think another thing is, and I don't know about you, but are you, like when you go somewhere new, are you, are you always kind of on alert for like finding an out? Exit. No, but Not I, like a, necessarily an exit from a building, but just being aware, like you're kind of aware of your surroundings. I'm, a, I'm always looking for an out at a party. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sick. I can't go. That kind I'm always of looking out. for an out of social situations. Yeah, yeah I know. I'm more socially anxious than physically anxious, and that is true. That is true. Because I, I am an anomaly when it comes to, you know this, I, I'm very like, so the fact that I'm even talking about this is- Out of your comfort zone. No, it's just <laughs> like, I'm not a paranoid person mm-hmm. at all. Like compared to most women, I'm yeah. pretty laid back. Yeah. And so, I, don't, I feel like I'm not paranoid. No, I don't think you are either. Um, but they're, But it's just things that I think- like, I don't feel paranoid until I start thinking about, 
like, why do I do these things? Yeah. Like I've never really There's realized how many things that innately. we do naturally. Yeah. Just being aware. Absolutely. Okay. Well, this one was, I want to get your take on this because I thought it was interesting. It's kind of long, so I might try to paraphrase. But basically this guy says he has known this woman since college. They were both electrical engineering majors. We studied before, carpooled, shared laughs, etc. However, back then I was shy and overthought things too much. So I think I came across as creepy, smiling too much, asking for hugs. And looking back, I wished I'd toned it down, but I never crossed my terror. It never, I never crossed any terrible boundaries. So she, he was saying that this woman, you know, they seemed like they were friends. They seemed comfortable with each other. And then all of a sudden one day she like just disappeared, like changed her majors and gave him this like horrible kind of like he saw her on campus and she looked at him like he was the creepiest creeper of all creeps. So he says, four years have passed. I have a good job and always walk across the street to get lunch. Recently, I walk in to pick up my order, then see someone who looks familiar, but I couldn't tell with a mask. I'm standing behind her in line. After she finishes, the employee calls my name. Then she slowly turns around like a horror movie scene where a killer is right behind her makes eye contact with me, then runs out of the store. Then as she crosses the window, she glares at me like she's making sure I'm staying in the same spot, which is when I realize it's her. That was the same look she gave me the last day I saw her. Based on her uniform, I think she works nearby at an office by my building, and it's truly just shit luck that we met like this again. Now my question, I don't want to bother her at all, and I want her to feel like she, or like she has to run away from me. I'm not obligated to make her feel better, but the look she gave me honestly keeps me imagining what she thinks I would be capable of in the darkest ways it haunts me. So he wants to, he says he still has her contact information, and he's saying, would this be a bad idea for me to text her and say, I'm not sure what I did to upset you, but I see I've creeped you out due to my past actions when I was less self-aware. So I want to tell you I work here at this office. I ate lunch at this building at this time. So either I can move or I just don't want to stress you out. So here's how to avoid me. So do you think that would be more creepy or like a nice thing to do to be like, hey, clearly you don't want to see me out and about. Here's how to avoid me. Okay, so there's a couple of things that I'm thinking. Okay. My initial thought is either A, she is... She needs to tone it down. <laughs> like she is making, like she's overreacting. Yeah, what is she, what's what's going on? Or he's underplaying something that happened. Mm-hmm. That was exactly but what I thought. why would you write and ask for an advice if you, like, do you know what I mean? Like, why would you reach out and look for advice for something if you knew that you played a bigger role? So it sounds to me um, that it, she has misconstrued something terribly. Mm-hmm. And so they were good friends before or... They were like kind of like acquaintances. They were in the same major, so they, you know, kind of did study groups. And he kind of said one time that she gave him a ride to his car. Okay. And then he asked for a hug. Okay. But it I'm sounds thinking, like he's like looking back, being like, oh, I was kind of creepy. Well, because I think there's two things. I mean, I think she could be really freaked out by the fact that he still has her number because it's been four years later. Yeah. Um, which I. Is kind of creepy, but then again, I look in my phone. I have numbers of people that yeah. I haven't called in years yeah. too, and they're just you know whatever. Um, but I don't think him saying, "I mean, here's how to avoid me." I think if if he's going to reach out to her, my advice would be like, "Hey, I just so happen to still have your number in my phone, whatever." I mean, but hey, have I done something that's yeah. upset you because you're, you know, I didn't even recognize you until until you gave me the until look you of looked at horror. me like I had. 
I don't. I, I don't know. I guess. I guess yeah, my approach would be more like. I wonder if there was some misunderstanding, or she was told something about him that's not yeah, true. Yeah, like I, you know, I haven't seen you in four years, and the look on your face today was complete horror. Is there something that I've done to that I've somehow in the past offended you or upset you? Like I don't, you know, yeah. that it really bothers me that I haven't seen you for four years, and then I run into you, and your reaction is like this. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, Cause I guess you're going to come across as a creeper both ways, but then if you don't say anything, then it's like the odds of you running into her again, then it's going to be like, wow, you know, why do you keep showing up where I'm at? Yeah, I don't are know. Are you stalking me? Although now she knows where he eats lunch. Hopefully she can just avoid that. Cause area. that's kind of on her. If he really has done nothing to provoke it. Yeah. Like if you see him and you're I mean, because if, if you haven't run into him in four years, it's not like he's stalk, actively stalking you. Yeah, yeah. So part of me thinks that's kind of on her. Isn't that weird? That just yeah. makes me feel like, oh, and I, I feel don't bad know. for it's him. It's like, damn if you do, damned if you don't in that situation. Right. Because for her to get a text from him would probably freak her out, it yeah. sounds like. Yeah. But who knows? I don't know. That's very... Good yeah, job on being more self-aware, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but think of all of us when we were in college. Yeah. And, you know, like your freshman year in college, <laughs> I was I was a terrible person. No boundaries. And yeah. I still am. But, <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like, I look back at the things, I mean, just how you navigate relationships yeah. and people and whatever. As, you know, my first few years of college, I was just, <laughs> I do not want to be associated with that I know. person. Me either. Yeah. Me either. Yeah. Or may- maybe, here's a stretch. Maybe she did something that she was very embarrassed of. Oh. And is like, oh, I don't want to see him. And so it, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Something enough to change her major. And she, or maybe yeah. something happened in their group and she thinks he knows, but he doesn't. Yeah. Oh. It's kind of maybe sad it's on if her. he really was innocent and did nothing wrong. I know. Yeah. Curls are shallow. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know. Okay. Do you want me to read this one? Yeah. I don't even know what it is. Another <laughs> surprise. <laughs> Just hand you things. Here, read this. Okay. Today, I, 25-year-old, was in Marshalls in a college town with my younger sister, who is 19, when she was approached by a female that was lingering around the makeup section. I was trying to find her to show her something I found when I walked up and saw this girl talking to her. She seemed very shy and uncomfortable, which struck me as odd since she approached a stranger. She started talking about a Bible study she was part of, something to do with the seal of God. She was spouting off some verse regarding this seal and some other facts for about five minutes. She said she was doing these Bible studies around colleges, didn't specify which one. Third, she also never told us her name, the name of the organization or church, the name of the group, where to find more information about it or anything. Even at the end, after we told her we were not interested, she told us we could find more about it if we looked them up and again gave no names or anything. We felt very off and after this encounter, we felt very off after this encounter and made sure to check our surroundings. Are we being paranoid? Um, nope, because guess what? What? I've heard of this. Okay. Ooh. Tell us. Do tell. So apparently there's a cult that this is how they recruit people. Is It's like specific to girls in college towns, and they talk about these Bible studies on college campuses, and then it's a doomsday cult. Oh. And they're going to rope you in and take your life. So it's Nexium. It's the next Nexium. Well, yes. And that was the interesting thing is I tried to do a side goog on it mm-hmm. to be like, okay, I swear I've heard of this, like on the My Favorite Murder podcast. Mm-hmm. I think they've talked about it. Mm. So I was like, no, I've heard of this. So I'm trying to Google. 
and all I can see is Nexium information. I love Nexium. Have, have we talked about my fascination with cults and wanting no. to be a part of one? No, but slightly. that's what I that's what I was gonna say. It's like you with prison and polygamy. I kind of want to be in a cult. Absolutely, but but aware Minus that the we're sex in a cult. Stuff. Maybe we have talked about this because there are a few things that I feel like in my life I want to try, but just from an innocent. Wow, that sounds so weird. I want to try, but but be aware that it's just a trial. Right. Cult. Prison. Right? Yeah. What else did I say? Polygamy. Polygamy. <laughs> but I, speaking of polygamy. I know. Total side note. Yeah. Sister what? wives breaking up. Which are, which one? Janelle? Janelle. No, not Janelle. Yes, Janelle. I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting. Christine. Christine. Lied. Christine left. Christine left. Christine is leaving him. Yep. She's the first one to drop. Anyway. Mark my words. Mary will be second. All going down. Yep. Anyway, um, it anyway, doesn't matter. That's I know, irrelevant. You know, I want to be part, I want a long white sheath, if you will. Okay. I want like a uniform. I want to be in one of those cults where you all dress the same. You like garden your own food and then you like, like a commune. So want, you want to be a, what's it called? Like an a Amish? Moody? No, no. Did I, <laughs> am I offending anyone? They don't have podcasts. You're fine. No. Okay, good. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Um, maybe I do. No, because I want my phone. Like during the day, I want to like be all peace and goodwill, and then I want to come home and watch The Bachelorette. Okay. Is that a cult? I don't. I'm sure there is one. And can we start one if it's not? Yes. Okay. Yes, I want a cult that has a lot of money. Okay. So that we're financially secure. Yeah, and could don't we take com- mine. Yeah. Could we combine? Okay. Cult. The. Could it be? Could it be? A modern-day polygamous cult in prison. <laughs> I think that's RLDS. Yeah, I think yeah. they, I think they already have that. Already exists. <laughs> Just go join Warren Jeffs. You're good. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Okay. They're Didn't basically yeah. Yeah, but I just like I listened to fi- Finding Nexium. What is it? Oh, Leaving Nexium. Leaving Nexium. That was found it. A but, great. Yeah, and podcast. I'm like, there, it is so fascinating to me. It's fascinating. Now, that is not the kind of cold I want to be a part of. No, I mean, I don't want to be a part of that well, kind of stuff. Don't but brand me. Don't brand me. Don't take me as a multiple wife. Because you know what? That's what polygamy and cults have in common is yeah. most polygamous leaders think they need a bunch of wives. Right. It's the David the Koresh. ownership, the, mm-hmm. the spreading their seed. Spreading their seed. So you my seed stays they in me. to get over the seed spreading. They do. <laughs> They do. Nobody wants your seed. Your I mean, seed. somebody wants your seed, but everybody but doesn't want your seed. Keep it in a pot. Keep it contained. Don't <laughs> don't let keep it a s- lid on it. <laughs> Put a cap on it. Put a chip clip on it. If you must. <laughs> don't oh, spread it. And do don't, not spread it. And don't take my money. I mean. Don't tell me what to do. Don't brand me. Don't brand me. Don't confine me. Don't put me in a box. <laughs> Literal yeah. or figurative. Oh, mm. yeah. I just want, like, I just, hippie commune. Okay, so Mansons. Now you're going to go with the Mansons. That's probably closely Closer. more aligning to so my... So you'll just hang out, smoke a lot of pot, and occasionally go out on your casual murder? Okay. <laughs> occasionally. <laughs> occasionally. It happened, like, twice. Okay. Well, you know. Fine. Okay. I just don't drink the Kool-Aid. None of, none of this mass murder, mass exodus, mass seed spreading. Like, not extreme. Cult. Sure. Give me like a mild cult. Mild to moderate. <laughs> okay. Mild to moderate. Excellent. We'll work on that. We'll let you know. Yeah. We'll start showing we'll up in form, grocery stores. <laughs> we'll form something. We'll invite you. We'll have an Instagram. You'll find us. Yay. 
Mm-hmm. Yay, the Truth Fairies cult. Yep. Here we come. Yes. Okay, well, let's talk about, we talked about, um, okay, so we talked about a little bit about safety. But what is interesting to me is, I, you know I'm not a feminist. You're a feminist. Yeah. I'm not a feminist. Yeah. Um, but, so I don't feel like I'm like a big voice for, that sounds so bad. No, no, no. Like, no. I'm not a, not that I'm not an advocate for women, but I'm not like preaching it in the streets. Yeah. But I, so I've been watching The Bachelor, Bachelorette, whatever, mm-hmm. through the years. And sometimes I find their behavior so inappropriate. So like, for example, a couple of weeks ago on this newest um, episode, on this newest Bachelorette with Season. Michelle, who I love. I love Michelle. Do you remember when the fake faces, uh, what's their names? Tasha and, and Caitlin. Caitlin went into the guys. Did we talk about How this How have we not talked about this? Okay, so they go into the guys' rooms and basically kick them out of their hotel rooms and then just go through all of their personal just, things. Yeah. Go through their suitcase. They're chonies. Did we talk about no. this? I feel like we did. Anyway. I've been wanting to. They go through all of their personal belongings and everybody in the world is okay with that. Right. And I'm shocked by that. I, I'm I, shocked by that. I, I know. Well, and then they kick out the guy who basically had notes about like how to, how to behave and this kind of stuff. So did you think the notes were appropriate or inappropriate? I think they were inappropriate. Okay, but you know what? That's totally something I would do. But he was looking for <laughs> screen time. He, and yeah. I guess really, I mean, we all do weird things that. But I'm a total like logical, like if I'm in a situation, it helps my brain calm down when I write stuff down. Mm-hmm. So I could totally see me doing that. But I think his intentions were. But, and then he started dropping catchphrases. Did you yeah. notice that? Yeah. He's like, I'm here for the right reasons and just started like spouting off. Yeah, but but so I mean, so they go in there and they find all these scripted. Yeah, can you whatever, imagine but, if they'd done that to women? But it the the fact that these women went into his room and kicked him out and then felt it was okay to just go through all of his personal things. Now, if a guy, if the cards were turned and it was a guy bachelor and he kicked all the women out of their rooms and then just went through all of their personal belongings, Ugh. we would be outraged. Heads would roll we would be literally outraged. And it, it's just interesting. It's like that women have been, there's been this kind of, that there's this double standard now. Yeah. And like women have been treated kind of so crappy in a lot of ways that now it's like we're coming out strong and we're going to do things because we've been oppressed. But then we like do things that make us. It's almost like we're setting ourselves back. Yeah, yeah. It's like empower, like empower, empower women. to be on don't, the same playing field. Yeah, don't do, just do shitty things to guys because it's like, well, they did it to us. Right. I yeah. don't know. It just, it just didn't sit well. And then another time was, um, and this was, I don't remember which one this was on, um, but they, remember when they had the men, like they stripped down to. Yeah. Making the men get naked. They made him get naked for something. I don't remember even what it I was. No, it seems like they've done that the last. And then few they seasons. or they had to strip down to like their chonies and wrestle or something. And yeah. it was like, are we really doing this? Are we really like? It's like who who can we humiliate the most? Yeah, it to, felt so to weird. Make them vulnerable. Yeah, and if we were to say to a room full of women. You have to get in bra and panties and you have to wrestle for my love. We would be, the world would be up in arms. I know. Although I feel like they might have done that. I don't, well, they did one time, they did, they had the women like. The mud wrestling the, But they something. were in like, night, like it was like a pajama party. Oh, that's right. 
but I mean, I the guys thinking. were literally. Remember the one guy, Blake, walked home like yeah. holding like no chonies even. Yeah. And and, and then like, that one guy stood up to Claire about it and got kicked out. That's right. Yeah. Because he said, "That's right, it was Claire." Because he's like, "This was so." I have kids at home. And it was like dim, like diminishing my self-respect and it's not the example I want to set for my kids. And she got pissed and yelled and screamed and threw a fit and kicked him off. Yep. Or no, he, he told her, anyway, he, he ended up leaving. But I thought, isn't that interesting how, how differently, like we don't extend that same respect. Right. You know. Yeah. If you want it, you got to give it. Or it's like, you know, you look at things like women who are sexually assaulted and it is like terrible, which it is. But then men who are sexually assaulted by women, it's like, you know. Or by other men. Yeah, I mean, I think. Aren't taken seriously. Yeah, but I think men being attacked or assaulted by other men is a little bit different. But like like if you talk about, if if you mention a man being sexually assaulted by a woman, everybody kind of giggles. Everyone laughs. Like, like, oh, how? But but really? Yeah. Right, isn't it just the same? That is a serious thing. That is, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Interesting. It is very interesting. Okay. Okay. I'm off my. No, I agree. I agree. Oh, I have a couple. Do you? Okay. We'll talk about this real quick and then I have something funny to end on. It's just another safety tip, ladies, about your Instagram. So a woman went hiking and then posted pictures on her Instagram. And you know how you can location tag Mm -hmm. your photos? Mm -hmm. So she had done that. And then she got a DM from a guy that says, hey, did I see you at Runyon Canyon today? She says, um, who is this? He says, I'm pretty sure I saw you hiking at Runyon Canyon this morning around 6. I was going the other direction, so you had some ear things in, so you didn't hear me when I said hi. Do you remember me? So she says, how did you get my Instagram? He says, I just searched for people at Runyon this morning and saw you tagged a pic with you and your friend. Guess I lucked out. You're, like, really fit, and it stood out to me. Do you hike there often? Are you looking for a workout partner? So she says, no, sorry. Are you looking to be killed by a psychopath? (laughs) Right? Wow. I know. So then she basically makes her Instagram private, but he can still message her. So he says, did you make your Instagram private? She's like, yeah, I thought it would be like nicer than just like blocking him. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, because why are you trying to be nice to it? Like block his ass. Yeah. I'll, I, yeah. You do not have to be kind. You don't. Like, yeah. Okay. Anyway. So she basically, he keeps pestering her. And he's like, I'm just a normal, nice guy. I'm just looking to make friends. Like, then he kind of starts gaslighting her. Like, I didn't do anything wrong. And you're just being crazy and uh, blah, blah, blah. And then he says, um, he says, girls like you always want the attention until you get it. And then you clam up. Like, she was out there. Like, she was, by being out there running and listening to music and exercising, you're asking for this. Yeah. Basically called her a fat bitch and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, that, that escalated. <laughs> I know. First he said she oh, was Oh, so I'm fit. the fat bitch that you just wanted to date three texts ago. Right. Because you saw me for two seconds. And stalked me. Yeah. And hunted me down and are creeping on me. Yeah. You're right. And I then acted the like bitch. you're the normal one. <laughs> Can you believe that? <laughs> I think that is, okay, again, for the men out there, don't be a creeper. Yeah. Don't be a creeper. I was sitting in a, a waiting room this week, and I look, looked down, and there was a Psychology Today magazine, and there was an article said, How Not to Be a Creep. <laughs> For real. I was like, wow, we're really having to write uh, whole articles yeah. about not being creepy, or how not to be creepy. That is weird. And and again, I wonder how much of the creepiness is because we didn't we weren't raised with social media. Yeah. So, like, 
It's like, where's the line? Like, yeah, where is the line? I mean, you line? are posting this public, your thing, but that's a lot of girls do that. You yeah. know, they're ambassadors and they want, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. But it's like, maybe be a little bit more careful about posting a location. Like, post right. your cute pictures. Right. I'm not saying everyone has to be private. Mm-hmm. But just Did, maybe think about it a little bit. And sometimes it's totally just random. I, I, did I tell you about the time that one of my students was following Katie? Yeah. I think we talked about it here. Uh, yeah. That he he was like, I said something about my daughter, and he looked at the picture, and he's like, I follow her on Instagram. And I'm like, why? And he's like, oh, because she's, she's cute. cute. And, and it was totally innocent. Feeling? But it was kind of weird that it's like that. How random is that that? I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes it can be really random, but then other times, then it's like, like you, I would feel like this person is like stalking me or hunting me down or I think it's creepy. But then again, I go to social media if I meet somebody and I would go and creep on them. Oh, right? totally. Stalk like, them. But I don't know. It's just such a fine line. Yeah. But, but he sought her out. Like, I'm going to go look at all the pictures that anyone posted today of this area and see if. I can find you. And did he really think he had good odds? Like, oh, yeah, I didn't see you and clearly didn't say hi back. Mm-hmm. But sure, let's meet. Yeah, let's stay. You know, let's <laughs> meet in some, let's meet as high up on a mountain <laughs> in an isolated place as we possibly can. You want to come over to my house? Here's my I'll address. bring the knives. <laughs> I will bring knives and a lot of alcohol and we'll meet in a abandoned building. <sighs> I just think the other thing is too. For the men out there, like you have to understand, like if a woman, if you reach and really anybody, this isn't just a man, this is anybody. If so, if you reach out to somebody and somebody is not interested, yes, just just politely, respectfully Move walk on. away. Yeah, don't you know, get a caller, a fat bitch, because she thinks you are a damn creeper for that. Because you are, you are, you are a creeper. And that the gift of fear, that book. I've told you mm, about. Yeah. Highly recommend. Gift of Fear. My mom made me read it when I moved to New York. And the biggest standout in that book to me was if someone doesn't respect your no, even if it's an innocent, even mm-hmm. if it's just like, can I help you with your groceries? And you say no. A normal person with good intentions will usually go, okay, I offered. Mm-hmm. It's when they push. Yeah. That's when you start getting alarm bells in your head. And that's when you listen to it. And that's when you F politeness and you just get out of there. Yeah. I think that's our final takeaway is that we have taken from um, my favorite murder is yes. F, big fat F to politeness. Exactly. You do not have to be like if your gut instinct is telling you something is amiss, you err on the side of caution. Do. Even if you think it's going to make you look like a bitch, it doesn't matter. And that's what I've tried you to be teach my daughter. I'm like, you know what? Being intentionally rude is not the same thing as hurting someone's feelings. Right. So you turning someone down who's making you uncomfortable, sure, it might hurt their feelings. That's not being rude. Nope. That's different. That's having boundaries yep. and listening to your gut. And that is when, like, being the big fat bitch is mm-hmm. the best thing. Because, you know. Be it. Own it. Be it. You are her. It's better now. than being assaulted. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. So go with it. Safety bitch. Safety bitch. Be a safety bitch. <laughs> Let's join this safety bitch cult. <laughs> Let's start Yay! it. <laughs> Okay. Well. Okay. I have one last one and okay. then we will be done um, because it. I like it. Okay. And it has to do with respecting no's. So this woman wrote in that she picked up her friend for lunch and noticed she needed air in her tires. So I stopped at the petrol station. Again, I love petrol. Again. I, why aren't we all British? I don't know. They have better words than we Let's do. Let's use them. And she spells tires T-Y-R-E-S. I know. It's so cute. Oh, I, I love that. that. They're so cute. Okay. 
Okay. As I'm filling my tires, a man maybe a little bit older than me approaches and asks if I need help despite me clearly not struggling. I tell him no, that I'll be fine. He insisted and I kept declining. This went back and forth a few times and when I got up to move to another tire, he went to take the hose out of my hands. Obviously, I was very uncomfortable because a strange man coming towards me isn't a good vibe. And because I have zero shame, I began barking at him <gasps> quite loudly. What? <laughs> he said I was a psycho bitch and walked back to his car. I finished putting air in my tires and jumped back into my car. I laughed to my friend and called the guy a douchebag. <laughs> and she told me that I embarrassed her and that she felt mortified to be hanging out with someone who would bark at a stranger. <laughs> She said it's fair game for me to do crazy shit when I'm on my own, but that she didn't want to be around me if I was going to do embarrassing things. I'd Lunch be like, was goodbye. <laughs> right? <laughs> See ya. I'd be like, ah! hey, I mean, not that I would bark at a guy. But or, I well, kind of like it. But I think it's, I yeah. I'm going to tell my daughter if someone's making you uncomfortable, you just bark. Barking. You bark and chase them, and they'll have to hitchhike and run away. <laughs> That is okay. Whatever you have to do is the exactly. thing. Exactly. Like, you politely said, no, thank you. I've got it. He wasn't yeah. respecting our boundaries. You can you have you can bark and bite if you want. <laughs> yeah. At that point, <laughs> I just thought that was funny and I liked it. I love it too. Okay. All right. Well, well if you want to join our cult, right? Yeah, please. And <laughs> that's your money. Truth fairies cult at. <laughs> just kidding. Okay. Now let's really go start one just for fun. Okay. Okay. I'll make the uniforms. Okay. Good. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you. And uh, send us your letters. Your yeah. letters. Send <laughs> us your love letters at PO box. PO box. Uh, whatever. We have a phone number. It's on our Facebook. Do we? What? Yeah. Remember last week I told you about a phone number? Oh, yeah, that's number. right. We I, did I add a phone it. number. I hope so. we get a stalker. <laughs> <laughs> I'll call him and Test bark at out. him. Just call us and bark at us like crazy. <laughs> Please. Um, yeah, we have a phone number. It's on our Facebook page. Yeah, we just want to hear your scenarios and like we want to give you advice. And if you don't want to, if you don't want us to know who you are, you can star six, seven us and <laughs> you know, so it's like anonymous. Yeah. And then you can talk in a weird voice and then, yeah. I love and then that. you'll be anonymous. Yeah. It'll be so fun. Yeah. So yeah, send us your messages, um, your voice messages, or you can, and we're probably not going to answer. No, we're not. <laughs> so, we're not going to answer. It's so going to go straight to it's voicemail. It's not going to be that awkward thing where you call and we're like, Hey, what's up? Hello, and then you feel stupid. No, no, no. It's, it's a recording. It's voicemail. It's a voicemail. Yeah. Anyway. and then, We don't want to talk to you anymore. You don't <laughs> talk to us. It's fine. We're going to decline it. And it's going to go right to voicemail. So Yeah. Um, yeah. Or you can send your stuff in to truth, truthfairiespod at gmail.com. Yep. Or find us, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Yep. And that's it. Okay. We like you so much. We do. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Do you have a situation you want us to share on our show? Send it in to truthfairiespod at gmail.com. Or slide into our DMs on Instagram at truthfairiespod. Like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, speak.fm, or wherever you listen. We hope the truth hurt just a little, but not too much. Goodbye. Goodbye.